0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Yinzer and Ginger podcast. This is your host, the Yinzer. I'm joined by the Ginger. How's it going, guys? All right. So this week, we're going to start you off with our betting, go into uh, our top three picks for this upcoming week. And then for our NFL recap, we actually have a special guest coming on that we'll introduce later. So first off, you want to start us off with your hits and misses from last week, Chance?
1: Uh yeah I was three and five, which puts me into about twenty and seventeen on the season, hitting at about a fifty four percent clip, which isn't bad not not quite as good as I wanna be,
0: but you know I mean we're positive on the season, so I'll take that that's that's important so what was so your some couple of your hits a couple of your misses
1: a uh, couple of hits a couple of misses I had let's see I hit on Ram's minus seven versus Washington. And a hit on Raiders plus eleven and a half versus Chiefs, which they would have hit on money line, which kind of bums me out that I missed out on that sweet action. But you know what are you going to do? And then uh, I missed on I missed Colts plus one versus the
0: Browns because
1: the Cleveland only knows how to disappoint me.
0: So that's just is what it is. <laughs> I I mean I warned you last week they were giving me, it always a wild card, especially against like not not established teams. Yeah. A couple hits I had uh, Cincinnati versus Baltimore under 51.5. Neither team was really high on the offensive there, so that was pretty easy. Uh, And I hit on the Steelers' money line and the Saints' money line. Uh, A couple misses Cowboys versus Giants minus 9.5. Prescott getting injured really hurt me there. And then the Vikings and Seahawks over 57.5. It, it, I, I was hoping it was going to get there, but it was just came up short. <clears throat> and then the Falcons and Panthers, plus one and a half, I also missed on. So, not the best week for me. I had a couple other misses that I'm not going to mention because I don't feel like looking at them. But, um, yeah, it was a pretty rough week for me as well. Uh, no, I'm not sure what my season totals are because I could care less. <laughs> um. So you wanna start us up on the top three for this upcoming week?
1: Uh you- yeah. <clears throat> so my first pick, I have cards minus two and a half versus the Cowgirls. Uh I think that without Dak, that offense loses a ton. And say what you will about Andy Dalton. I mean, he's been on the bench for what's this, five week four and a half weeks now. So he played he's played a half of football. And Even when he was a regular starter, I don't think he brought near the same amount of offensive firepower that Dak brought. So I I think the Cards can handle this one by a field goal.
0: Yeah. uh, Dan Dalton definitely isn't like the star quarterback Dak is, but he definitely has a lot more weapons down there in Dallas than he did up in Cincinnati. So it's very possible he might surprise you.
1: Oh, for sure. I think you see uh, Ezekiel Elliott's usage go up a lot more. Um, So for you fantasy owners, that's a little hot take for you. (laughs)
0: Yeah, but don't trust us because we're terrible <laughs> Uh, so first one I got is Cleveland versus the Steelers under 51 I don't see either of those teams putting up big numbers I don't know
1: man Chase Claypool could go off for another fucking entire game's worth of points by himself
0: hey man Ben's been throwing around the ball yeah except the Juju I don't think Juju had more than three catches I think he had two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to that game, and it was just like Claypool every other play with the ball in his hand. Yeah. I mean, at least they didn't let their let the big man beat him. That was my one kind of takeaway from that game.
0: All right. So, what's your second one?
1: My second one I have is the Finns, uh, the Dolphins minus eight versus the Jets. I think the Jets are a garbage team, and I think most teams are going to cover against them. So I don't think uh, Vegas can fathom just how shitty the Jets are. <laughs>
0: uh, but it could be Fitzmatrix off week, so I mean, you he never did know. Just
1: have an on week this week, so you know exactly.
0: You're, you never know. Yeah, I, that was actually my backup bet. So hopefully, you don't steal any, any more of mine. So the next one I have is Green Bay minus two and a half.
1: Is that uh, against the Bucks? I believe. Yeah. I like that bet. I like that a lot.
0: Yep. You know some old old quarterbacks going at it. We got I mean, uh, yeah. Rodgers versus Brady. So you
1: gotta love the Aaron Rodgers "fuck you" tour. <laughs> this is what this season is, man. Everyone's like, "Oh, he's washed. He's done." That's why they draft another quarter. He's like, "Fuck you." He's yeah. throwing, He's he's slinging it like he's twenty five again. And Green Bay is still Aaron Rodgers' team. So my last one I have is Rams minus three and a half versus Niners. Niners look like shit this week. So they got blown out by the Dolphins. And I think the Rams are a better football team, so
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that one. Uh my last one is the Lions versus the Jags under fifty four and a half. Again, I don't see either team putting up big numbers on that one. Are they what what are these odds
1: makers on? Because I want some. Good Lord, this that, that line sounds awful. Yeah, like
0: especially after. The, I think they're expecting because this week in football is pretty pretty low scoring week all across the board, minus like the uh, Chiefs game. But like, mm-hmm. I think they're expecting some boom offenses to come off next week.
1: I, I think as a bonus bet, you could probably take uh, Cardinals Cowboys under fifty four. Is what it opened at, so. That's uh, a right.
0: little bonus one there for you. Uh, so, to keep you updated, Chance went uh, one for three, and I went zip for three uh, last week. So that brings up the score of five to five. So we'll see how the tie comes out this week. Maybe we'll keep it going. We'll hit the same amount, or we'll both uh, just suck and go over this week. If it if it nef- if next week it's still five or five. I promise you, we'll end this podcast. <laughs> Those that's are some high-risk high, high risk bets bold. that I like to take.
1: That, that's a bold claim.
0: Uh, I mean, out uh, both of us, if we can't do one for six out of the, both our bets, then we, d- we don't deserve this sports podcast.
1: Okay, for the, it's the, this is for the pod. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, all right. So I think that's it for our betting segment. We're going to move into the NFL recap. So moving to our NFL talk, we've got a special guest, The Finster.
2: Hello, fucks. <laughs> so, how are you today?
0: So The Finster is a good friend of ours. Uh, he, we went to school with him as well. He is going to join in with our NFL one-liners and you know do a little bit of the talks of, over how each game went. So Chance is going to start us off this week with his one-liner.
1: So to start us off, I've got Bills versus Titans. Just finished watching this game uh, right before we started recording. And I have the Kings of COVID come back strong after a two-week layoff. Tannehill impresses, and I think we can cool the hype train on uh, on Allen just a little bit. Maybe cover the brakes, not pump them yet. But I I don't think he looked very good in this game. And it, early on, I thought he was I thought he was looking great. I'm like, man, he's out there playing. He's got a two-foot cock, but you know, <laughs> uh, it seemed like as the game went on, he just kind of faded still ended up with a decent line of uh, 263 and two touchdowns, but uh, ended up throwing for one pick was 100% not his fault. Um, another one, the other one was uh, a little out route got jumped. And or am I thinking of the wrong game here?
0: Uh, yeah, the one see. that was watching it, man.
1: <laughs> I, I got to look here. Uh, it was not an out route. It was a, uh, fade I think was underthrown or maybe it was just a miscommunication, but Malcolm Butler jumped it and just picked it up and brought it back uh, a good long ways. So that one was, was all, uh, all on Allen, I would say.
0: Yeah, it was definitely a rough game. I guess having two weeks off, really, really rest the team up and they can really come out shooting. I, man, I don't know if
1: <laughs> I, I, it's a tough call, man. It's like, um, you know, T- Tannehill got, I mean, he threw for under 200 yards, but three touchdowns. Uh, Derrick Henry ran the ball really well, looked strong. Tannehill threw in another 40 yards. Uh, obviously, there's that uh, highlight of Derrick Henry absolutely throwing Josh Norman to the ground <laughs> on a run. It was it was pretty good.
0: Yeah, but like the Bills' defense, like, this is probably the most points we'll see scored on them all, all season. The oh, easily.
1: 42 points? Yeah. Yeah. They, they look Which, bad. And they were talking about the unexpected. broadcast how they were pretty dinged up on defense. I think their linebacker core was down one or two of their big pieces, and I think they were down two of their starting
0: corners as well. Yeah, so so much for betting the Bills under for anyone out there.
1: Yeah, that's been gone all year.
0: Okay, not all year. You know, you could buy a point and probably still hit it most of the time. Oh, probably. But,
1: But, uh, you know, uh, rip
0: printing that money. (laughs) My one-liner is the Bears versus the Buccaneers, Brady still cannot best Foles. So this is the second time uh, Nick Foles and Brady has uh, went toe-to-toe in the field, and Foles just whips his dick out every time and stops right there. <clears throat> he threw for 243 yards, had a touchdown, uh, basically matching Tom Brady with his 253 yards and a touchdown. But the big difference is Chicago definitely has a little bit better defense than the Buccaneers, in my opinion, which held that one point lead at the end of the game there. So it was, it was close, especially with uh, who knows what Brady can do if he gets the ball back in the last couple minutes there.
1: I'd like to know what happened to Tampa Bay's running back rotation. Are they just hurt? Is that because, uh, I mean, Ronald Jones is the only one with carries,
0: 17 carries, 106 yards. I do not know. Maybe they just gave up on it. I'm not sure if it hurt or not. Do you know Logan?
2: It's possible they're just running hot hand. I mean, um, you can run
0: hot hand, but like
2: to for
1: Fournette to have zero carries and not even show up on the receiving uh receiving numbers either. Uh, there was what Ronald Jones, Fournette, and one other one. Maybe wasn't there? I mean,
2: but maybe they're not uh you're running that type of playbook where they really need a pass-catching oh, Brady always needs a pass-catching
1: back. running back James White's been a solid fantasy player for I mean, a decade that, that, because I mean, of it I mean only in PPR Yeah, though.
2: and that was it just proves yeah. that it just proves that Tom Brady was a system of quarterback oh you're,
1: n- you're not gonna have to talk me out of that at all I I don't think he's looking near as good this year as he has in years past no.
2: he hasn't it could Maybe be you know he could be weather. a cold
0: weather guy yeah He's not a snowbird in his old age, like we all thought he would be. <laughs> but he's also running a completely different type of offense. I mean, he was running short to mid midfield throws up in New England, and now he's doing more, a lot more stretching the field, trying to make those uh, long yardage plays. And it's just not the type of ball Brady
2: is used to playing. No. Well, yeah. If you think ab- if you think about it, in New England, he had. Two of his favorite receivers were Julian Edelman and Rob, Rob Gronkowski in the and tight end. I mean, their de- right? the you get here.
1: target might have been five yards, you know?
2: Yeah, that's what I mean. But uh, you come down here, you have Mike Evans and... Godwin? Who was the Godwin? other guy who's hurt right now? Yeah, Godwin. Yeah, it's Godwin. And, I mean, Grant, he's currently hurt right now, but you have these two big targets on the end. So you're going to be throwing the ball deep. Like Rob Gronkowski maybe has 10 catches on the whole season down. so far. He, he would, he would easily have doubled that. In, if they were both ca- still in New He's England, got
1: 12 catches through five games. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. yeah mean, that's not looking good at exactly. all. Is, is the layoff is what, is that what's hurting him? Uh, I mean, you would, you would think that the, the um, coaching staff in Tampa Bay would try and at least alter their playbook a little bit to try and play to their player's strengths, you know?
0: Well, Gronkowski wasn't looking good the last uh, year he in the league either. Uh, I know he took, the, he took a year off, Said so he came back feeling a lot healthier, but I'm sure he's still not 100% with his back.
1: I think he got a lot smaller from what I remember hearing.
0: That's possible.
2: It also comes down to he's even quoted saying that, you know, they asked him about him not catching the ball more, and he, he basically flat out said, I'm That's here to block. interesting which it, it doesn't really make doesn't. He's any of the best sense pass
1: catching tight ends of in recent memory.
2: No, I mean, if you ever, actually, if you look at it, he's starting to catch more because of, um, was it U- not Uzman Who was the, the other Buccaneers tight end? He was like their pass catcher. And he recently got hurt in like week three, I want to say. So basically I think Gro- Rob Kronkowski will be a little bit more active since the Buccaneers have placed OJ Howard on the IR. Yeah,
1: I, I yeah, he was definitely a big time pass and catcher for the pass catching tight
2: end.
1: Um, I remember back when he was in Alabama, uh, just he was an absolute matchup nightmare, and I think he continues to be so in the league.
0: Yeah, well, hopefully, Tampa Bay gets something, go- Tampa Bay gets something going. I mean, they have some boom weeks where Tom Brady just goes off. I mean, he definitely didn't have a shy week this week, with some decent numbers, but just couldn't pull out that win. Yeah.
1: Um, and I, and I think it's kind of tough. Like they can't live or die by Brady because I don't think he has the capability anymore to really carry a football team like he did in years past.
0: I mean, and Brady never really had to fully carry a football team through a whole season. I mean, I mean Edelman's been out games, but he's always had Sony Michael and White to fall back on too to make make a big impact on the offense, being a catching running back. All right, so I think it's back to you, Chance, for your second one of the week. The second
1: one I have is Raiders versus Chiefs. Uh, Carr outduels Mahomes in his own yard. Carr came in through 347 yards and three touchdowns uh, for a 92.2 QBR. Uh, That was added to by 77 yards and two touchdowns by Josh Jacobs, who continues to just have a nose for the end zone.
0: Yeah, it was definitely. Um, maybe this is the Raiders coming back. They had a couple games there where they were looking like, oh, they're just gonna go back to the Raiders of L.A. and kind of be uh, relevant for the team for the uh, NFL. But being the Chiefs is a big, big thing to be able to do. I mean, they've been competitive in all the games, but th- this is definitely a big win and definitely could be a jump start for the rest of this season.
1: Um, I I think personally that the uh, the Raiders' offense at this point cannot be slept on. Um they've got pieces in there. They've got um Henry Ruggs who's starting to uh he's really looking like a young Deshaun Jackson, like two catches, 120 yards, which is just insane. Um but also in this game I had uh it's a committee effort on both on both sides. Each team had six receivers, uh with over twenty yards receiving.
2: I'd like to say that I'm very surprised. At the Raiders' offense,
1: oh, I think you're one it, of many. It
2: it very shocked me because so I did the I don't bet very often, but I did the Fox Bet Super Six for this for the uh, this past week. Yeah, I took the Chiefs to win by at least somewhere between ten and fourteen points. Oh yeah, I was very shocked when the Raiders actually got that. I was blown away.
1: Personally, I think that Vegas is expecting that uh the league isn't gonna adjust the chiefs you know blow the top off it uh offense which has shown to work but when teams really figure out a good scheme to to hold them in check enough i mean granted they still put up 32 points but when when they're able to be held in check to not you know be the team putting up 40 points granted they're a great football team but i mean they're not I don't think they're the Chiefs of last year, even though the roster really hasn't changed that much. And honestly, it's it's it should be a better offense with Clyde uh, Edwards Hilaire, but they're
2: well. Also, didn't they just get uh, Tyree Killback this year? Correct.
1: I think he was here last year, wasn't he?
2: I thought was he injured for some of the season yeah. then? Last year, last he might season. have been hurt
1: for a couple of games last season, but I mean, McCole Hardman's also stepping up a little bit. You're seeing uh, he's you know soaking up a couple targets a game and usually deep routes too. Uh, and I think he's, you know, I won't say as fast as Hill, but he's got jets that he'll turn on to burn by people. That's about all I have for that game.
0: So my second one this week is the uh, for the Bengals versus Ravens game. Ravens defense proves t- too great for Joe Burrow. Uh, Lamar still hasn't had a real boom week. Not uh the quarterback you we were expecting when he came in last year, start playing full time for the Ravens. Uh he only threw for hundred and eighty yards with a fifty one percent pass pass completion, which is by no means great. Joe Burrow also had hundred and eighty three yards, but he did get uh touchdown. And Lamar Lamar uh Lamar Jackson actually had two of those. Which <clears throat> really it's Baltimore's defense that won them this game. If uh they slipped up and Lashy i mean 27 points is by no means a winning score in most cases that is yeah when
1: um when you're when your defense can hold a team to three points you know it's it's like a good pitcher in baseball uh give them something and you're going to they'll get you there you know they'll they'll put yeah. you in a position But to i don't
0: yeah i don't I, but i don't know if Baltimore jury proved their defense against a whole lot of like great teams yet. I mean, we saw against the Chiefs that they couldn't contain that offense. I mean, that is just a very high octane offense, and it's it's a uh, tough competition to be able to contain that. But it, it I don't almost know. feels
1: like uh, the Chiefs' offense. It's like,
0: do they want to?
1: You know, Like do they <laughs> want to do it? Yeah. Eh. I, I think I've seen plenty of times with like the Chiefs trailing in half, and they just come back just just based on um, sheer offensive firepower
0: but you know the finster who's joining us is actually a bangles fan so you know what's your opinion about this game
2: yeah i kind of figured it was going to go that way Cincinnati just <laughs> cincinnati doesn't have the offensive line it needs they basically what they need to do is take the eagles approach and start drafting strictly linemen something they need to do something more in the off season to shore up their line especially when you have a young rookie like joe burrow You can see what he did or he has done already through five games. Well, four games, really, because of not clowning this past week. But what he's done through four weeks, he's he's what the first NFL rookie to throw 300 yards in the first three games. And that's with barely a line. If they actually got a good line in front of him to be able to let him sit in the pocket a little bit more, you'd actually be able to win games.
1: So here's the thing with uh, Joe Burrow. He's actually uh pretty underrated as far as his athleticism goes. He he can move his feet pretty well. And you know, if they if they they can make do with the line they have, uh it's obviously not sustainable, but you know, rollouts, quick passes, they can keep him on his feet and you know, keep him clean. They'll they'll be pretty good. And um a, a second.
2: You could see the his his running ability in was it game 1 or 2? He had like a 26-yard touchdown yeah. run.
1: Oh yeah. The uh, the other thing I have is uh, so in this year's draft, they took uh, the Bengals took Burrow in the first round and T Higgins in the second out of Clemson. Now, T Higgins this year has sixteen catches for two hundred fourteen yards, two touchdowns, and I think that's
2: Higgins. Higgins is all, all, pro, I would honestly say he's probably the number two receiver in Cincinnati oh, right yeah. now.
1: Tyler Boyd is. Outp- is Tyler Boyd is doubled has, him up the, on receptions not quite on yards and he only has one touchdown but
2: well yeah Tyler Boyd has definitely taken the number one spot in Cincinnati because you have AJ Green who hasn't done anything this I, year
1: like what happened and I've never seen such a steep decline in like a premier receiver you know
2: I think it's a mix of he didn't play last year he has all this rust that he, he's trying to get off but at the same time you know could it come down to morale
1: I mean, he had one target this game, a single target.
2: Exactly. I mean, and it also comes down to chemistry between quarterback and receiver. You know, if you look at Andy Dalton when he was in Cincinnati and A.J. Green, they had a fantastic chemistry. There's actually they actually hold um, a record. For um, let me see. Right, It's so Andy Dalton and A.J. Green have. NFL record for completions and yards for a rookie quarterback receiver combination,
0: and I, I, I'm surprised the Bengals hold a record that isn't about losing.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, well
1: so in, in my opinion, I think you're kind of seeing a second coming of that. In, I mean, maybe not to the same level um, of like NFL records wise, but with T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, two young receivers, and Joe Burrow is just building that rapport with them now, and you know, I think in a couple of years. Let them draft a couple, you know, second to fourth round linemen. I don't think they're going to spend first round picks on linemen uh, without trading back. Probably not. But but just based on their recent draft history. But, um,
2: Well, also with, with the issue with w- coming back to AJ Green, if he was hurt, like, and I don't exactly know when he was considered available to, like, practice and with the whole COVID situation, not being able to have an offseason practices and stuff. But back to his injury, if he's not still not available up until the beginning of the game, he's not putting reps in on the field, like even private practices with you know Joe Burrow throwing the ball. He's not getting that chemistry built up preseason, whereas Higgins and Boyd possibly were.
0: You could also look at it as that Burrow might be trying to get used to the receivers that he's he's going to have for a couple of years, and uh, I mean if AJ Green isn't messing well with him. I mean, he's a decent port of Cincinnati, decent portion of Cincinnati's salary cap. Maybe get rid of him. I'm, I'm sure another team would love to pick him up. I mean, he's been a good receiver in past
2: years. But he has been a good receiver, but at the same time, he's also very injury plagued.
1: I think That's it's gonna true. be tough to see. Because um, I remember they were there was talk of him being traded last year at the deadline. It didn't happen, but I think you you might see Cincinnati say, "Well, you know, fuck it. You got like." Twenty targets through six games and you got what eight yards what's what's the point why why keep you even though it's like they want more out of him but they're not going to get it at this point no uh is he actually is he in his walk year is this his last year in sensing
2: um i'm not sure off the top of my head
1: i would have to look that up
2: yeah so 2020 in march they placed the franchise tag on oh,
1: the franchise
2: yeah which
1: yeah it's a big oof uh He's not getting that next year.
2: No, they're they're probably going to cut him they'll or just, trade him. They'll
1: just let him walk. Franchise tag, yeah.
0: Yeah. So,
2: but yeah, so AJ Green's
0: probably looking at his last year in Cincinnati if he makes it through the whole year. Oh, 100%. I,
1: he, I, I don't think he's back. You know, barring him being signed for next to nothing because there's no market for him this year due to no production, but I'm sure some team's willing to take a couple million dollar flyer at him.
2: Yeah, it's definitely possible, especially if somebody deals with injuries. Maybe, or maybe he goes on, uh, you know, unsigned or untraded into the next year, and you know somebody gets a key injury and they need someone, and it's a possibility he comes back.
0: Yeah. All right. So I think we're gonna go to Logan for your one liner this week.
2: All right. Well, my first liner is the Giants and Cowboys. So basically. Is the Cowboys going to end up turning into the 2017 Eagles? That is my question.
1: That is a deep reference that uh, my (laughs) repressed memory Eagles fanness doesn't remember. So I'm going to have to take a look back at the 2017 Eagles.
2: Well, I don't know how, as an Eagles fan, you do not remember the 2017 (laughs) year, because that is the fucking year they won the Super Bowl, you dumbass.
0: Oh, that's, well, yeah, look at that. Oh, my God, Chance.
2: Call yourself, call yourself an, an Eagles fan. fan. I don't put a number on
1: it. I just remember it was a couple of years ago. <laughs>
2: oh, my Big God.
0: Dick Nick, the only good person that came out of the Eagles
1: hey, franchise. Hey, 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 hey. Don't,
0: don't you sully the name of Nate Sudfeld. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Big Dick Nick was a backup quarterback, led them through playoffs, got them to the win. That is what – uh logan is referencing not, a, not a fucking
1: chance in hell there's no way i
2: mean it it probably isn't but let me make a couple key arguments here for it All right, right?
0: Let's, hear it.
2: let's hear it you have andy dalton the red rifle okay <laughs> he is the red rifle and i think he can get it done and here's why he has a lot better line in dallas than he than he did in cincinnati that's a given you can. You've already seen yeah, over D- the Dallas course of four or been. five games what Dallas is able to do with the run, pass protection, everything. Right? He's got better receivers, arguably. Honestly, you got Amari Cooper.
1: I, I think he's got a deeper core. It's not just yes, AJ he, Green. He's and got some, more and
2: some Randoms. He's got more weapons around him. Yes, but taking all that into account, <clears throat> Andy Dalton is. Holds a couple records that I'm gonna. I want to read off real quick. How many? He
1: of them is are one of ten.
2: Shit. But listen, <laughs> listen. Even with all the the crap he's had to deal with in Cincinnati, Andy Dalton is one of ten quarterbacks in NFL history to have thrown over three thousand yards in each of his first three seasons. Okay, and he's also one of only six quarterbacks to throw at least twenty touchdowns over that same span. So he's. He, I feel like he's one of those quarterbacks that, if he's put in a good system, then he can succeed.
0: I definitely think Andy Dalton's definitely probably going to turn some heads down there in Dallas. As you said, he's definitely in a better offensive system. Um, Dallas is putting all the money on their offense, nothing in the defense, as we've talked about.
2: Well, they're also dealing with some key injuries. I will give them that. Well, yeah.
0: But late, yeah, late there's Banders no reinvestment, push. and uh, the perpetually injured Sean Lee. He's doing. A, the Cowboys are definitely putting a lot of investment in the offense to just try to outscore any team they go up against. And Andy Dalton, as Logan has pointed out, even he has some Homer vibes with it being uh, Andy Dalton came from Cincinnati. Hey, I gotta, he's gotta not protect wrong. my boy. That's fine. You're not wrong. He, he, I don't think he's gonna pull out. Pull out a uh Super Bowl like Nick Foles did but like right. I I definitely think that they might go to the playoffs still. I
1: th-
2: I think they can make the playoffs.
1: I mean that's that is like the most uh the coldest take. And I say this because there is now one team that has a second win in the NFC East. That division is so wide open that like the the fucking the Washington football team isn't out of the playoff race yet and I think they're one and four. Okay.
0: So, yes, even if they weren't in that division, though, I still think they easily could get in through a wild card or something else in a different division. Even being that they're playing in the most trash division in the NFL this year, I still think they would have a chance. So, my
1: issue is that I don't think Andy Dalton has – I think he's a good quarterback. He's a pro. He's a vet. Obviously, he's a professional quarterback signed to a team. He's going to play an okay quarterback at the bare minimum. Um, But the defense – if they make it, they don't make it past the first round.
0: Yeah, I like you said, I don't think they're going to pull off a Super Bowl like the Eagles did. Um, but I definitely think they're, so, they're not going to be a team that isn't going to be contending in football. Oh, for sure.
1: I, I think you're going to see them put up competitive football games. Um, I think it'll definitely be a different brand on the offense. Uh, you might see a little bit more uh, McCarthy-esque um, offensive scheme with... Um, with Dalton compared to Dak.
2: Yeah. And I'd also like to throw in real quick looking at the stats from the Dallas and Giants game this past weekend, that Dak Prescott left in what, the first five minutes of the third quarter, something like that, yeah. right? So in that early g- in third quarter. So in that game, Dak Prescott went 14 for 21, 120, 166 yards and one interception, right? So Andy Dalton played roughly about the same, same amount, right? He went nine for 11 through 111 yards. Granted, he didn't get any touchdowns, but the fact that he was able to throw almost the same amount of yardage, I, I think he can get, I think there's definitely the argument that he can make, get them to the playoffs. All right, It just, it, possible, it just comes down to the press Prescott
0: Press card is definitely a second half defense offense though. Like, He that's his normal like normal going into the second half, and then he throws up. He he finally either the same or or throws up the same, or even improves and throws like for like those one hundred sixty yards in the first half and like two hundred yards in the second.
1: Also, the other thing you are losing going from uh, Dalton to Prescott is the mobility at quarterback. Uh, Dalton obviously not known for his uh, lightning quick moves within the pocket.
0: Or the ability to run the ball as much as
1: Prescott that. <laughs> I
2: think I think he could get some get some rushing yards going. I
1: think so. In the current system yeah, with like RPOs and all that, I think he can you know find a few yards here or there, but definitely not to the level that Prescott is able to provide. No,
2: that I will give you that. Yeah. All right, so I think we're gonna
0: move into uh, chance again for your third one uh, liner. Next up, I've got
1: Jaguars versus Texans. And I, I have that Texans spite Bill O'Brien by showing up in their first week without him to earn their first win of the season. Uh, they overcome two picks thrown by Deshaun Watson, but um, the running game held its own. 17 for 96 on David Johnson. Which I think it's the first week he's really shown up. And uh, their defense was there. Slash, you know, obviously I always put that caveat with, or was it
0: offensive ineptitude? I'm not quite sure. Oh, but yeah, it's definitely. I I wanna say it was a good move to drop the head coach uh, for the Texans. I mean, they got a win out of it. Uh,
2: but they're also playing, I playing mean, the Jaguars.
0: I, that yeah. is also yeah. true. <laughs> they were also playing the Jaguars, and they did have a kind of a rough first four, three game, four games of the season. Their their schedule was um, not.
1: It was not fun. I did. I, I do yeah. not envy that.
0: It was definitely a rough start for the season. Just their first four games are going to be tough games to begin with. And they finally played the Jaguars, which is just an equally as terrible team. And we're able to get a win out of it. Was it because the head coach is gone? Or was it just they finally found a team they could
2: beat? Um, um, I guess we'll see in the coming weeks, honestly.
1: I'd like to throw out that I think also that I, I do think Houston was under underachieving. They have a a relatively good roster. I mean, you look, listen to these names, you've got Deshaun Watson, David Johnson, Brandon Cooks, who's carried receiving cores, Will Fuller, the fifth and uh, Randall Cobb. All of those guys are, yeah. you know, pretty well-respected players around the league and they're good players. I really think it came down to underperforming and whether that be because of the coach or, attitude or maybe they just needed five weeks to click you know who knows
0: <laughs> yeah and we also saw Minshew throw up a great stat book game but has yet to like always really prove it on the winning column yeah yep like
1: always flashy but no result
0: yep 300 yards and two touchdowns good week for any quarterback but does it register a win i would take 300 yards and two and
1: two touchdowns on uh, the eagles all year long
0: I'm sure you would. And no interceptions, too.
1: No interceptions. Look at that. He took care of the ball. Look at
0: him. Stepping it up this week. Uh,
1: I think that's all we got for this game.
0: All right. So I'm going to go to my next one. It's going to be for the Chargers versus Saints. and This is is Herbert setting himself up for rookie of the year. Uh, so out of every person, I have a few rookie quarterbacks playing this year. I definitely think Herbert is definitely the star among all of them and he could definitely set himself out for being a rookie of the year. He threw for 264 yards with four touchdowns this game against the Saints. The Saints is, has never been a team to snuff at the defense. I mean, they're definitely not what they were of yesteryear, but they're still a decent team overall. And being a rookie quarterback that has – this is only his uh, fourth game playing in the NFL, did really well.
1: Oh, that's, that's for sure. I mean, he – You know, he went, you know, shot for shot with Drew Brees in this game. If you look, Um, maybe not as many yards, but he was more efficient with his attempts and obviously getting into the end zone. Uh, And I think you also see uh, Alvin Kamara this game return to earth a little bit.
0: Yeah, thank God. (laughs) He was just being insane. Oh,
1: wait, wait, sorry. I didn't (laughs) see his receiving numbers. Eight for 74 on top of uh, 11 for 45 rushing.
0: Yeah, but like two weeks ago, it was – He had over 100 yards in almost both categories. I I believe you're
1: right. Yeah, that was a great fantasy week.
0: Yeah. So, and Herbert's been spreading the ball around. Um, He's been hitting all his receivers and getting the ball on the ground to Justin Jackson, um, who had 71 yards on 15 carries. Do you have any common slogan about this game?
2: Yes, I do. And... I really, I really applaud Justin Herbert because he, him starting as QB has really helped my fantasy this year. But one person on the Chargers' offense can really just go fuck themselves, and that will be Keenan Allen after he left the game yesterday with back spasms. Like, really. Back spasms.
1: <laughs> Logan was so excited when this game went to overtime because he had a chance to win his fantasy week. Oh, it was! I it was lost glorious. by
2: four points because Keenan Allen decided to be a little bitch and leave the game with back spasms. <laughs> Did he have any
0: catches?
2: Oh. He he had the first touchdown of the game. Oh, so when he kidding. had back spasms, it was like, "Yeah, I can't go."
1: <laughs> Two catches. And then I and, a and then
2: I lose by four points. You
1: got an alright fantasy week. It's Hunter Henry's fault. I, I put it on
0: him.
2: Hunter Henry had an amazing week as a tight end.
0: <laughs> um, I, I had a rough week in fantasy with Prescott going out. Yeah, I lost by seven. How's your, how's your season <laughs> looking? Uh,
1: I don't think it's looking good. Me,
0: me? Yeah, you. My season looking fine. I have an easy way. I have an easy way out the rest of the season. I really just have to play you again, and I'm looking pretty good. Lucky but moving off moving off of fantasy. Um is I definitely think Herbert's gonna be great for the Chargers. They could get a couple more weapons for him or develop some of the newer ones they have. And the Chargers might actually be a Super Bowl contender in the next couple of years if they keep this type of level offense up and maybe build the defense up a little bit.
1: Uh I think it really comes down to who they draft. You know, how how they draft, not who they draft. But Yeah. I mean how and who. Yeah because um, if if they put it to all the wrong positions, then you know they're just gonna continue being that team that's like sniffs the playoffs every year if they don't make it. But you know, if if they draft the right players for the right positions, they definitely could contend.
0: Yeah. And I mean they got the hardest position to fill which is quarterback in my opinion. Oh yeah.
2: So I what was that look I, I wanna I wanna chime in real quick about just one more thing about uh Justin Herbert. Looking at the chargers previous game scores that that they've had, they haven't lost by very much. Right. So, okay. They win week one against Cincinnati by three. Okay. So then they lose by three the next week, lose by five. You know, these are all like one score games easily. And that's, I mean, that's okay. Coming from Justin Herbert. He's a, he's a rookie quarterback. Right. But honestly, and this is my honest opinion. And, hopefully don't people don't take this wrong way but the chargers doctor who stabbed tyrod taylor in the lung probably did them a favor you know
1: it's it's tough to argue like the results are there he's been a better they've had a better offense since since herbert took over you know i i think yeah herbert's gonna kind of wally pip Tyrod taylor out of this job.
2: well, yeah, you have Tyrod Taylor who played week one. Okay, they beat the Bengals. And as Bengal fans, that's not saying much for this season. I will give you that, right? But you're going, you know, you have Justin Herbert starting against the Chiefs, the Panthers, Buccaneers, and Saints, it, that, that Saints game all within one Chiefs score games like, that they could have won.
1: He went out there, dropped his dick so right on the fucking field. He said, you know, let's fucking go. He came in. Exactly. He came
0: in the first quarter against the Chiefs. That's when Tyrod Taylor got injured. And then later that day, he got stabbed in the lung. No.
2: Nope. Yeah. Oh, was. Okay. Yeah. So, and even looking at uh, Justin Herbert's stats, we're through five games this year so far. He's thrown for 1,100 passing yards. So you can clearly see that Herbert is more comfortable, or at least that's the game plan for him I to actually to throw the ball talent, around.
1: Honestly, uh, Tyrod Taylor's Where never really been the guy to really sling well, it around.
2: That and, and Tyrod Taylor was more like the more you know self-run offense, I guess. too. like he because he, he's had that capability.
1: Hot take here or not hot take, but uh Justin Herbert has thrown for more passing yards than Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, Roethlisberger, Stafford, Kirk Cousins, and Carson Wentz. In not Cam Newton. Uh probably Cam Newton too. Um look, I'm... <laughs> He
2: also has nine touchdowns on the season.
1: Let's see. Uh yeah, he's ahead of Cam Newton. I had to go down to the next page, sorry.
0: Yeah, does it how I can't that low. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: but yeah, uh let's see let's sort this by touchdowns. Uh he is he's tied This is his first big week. Yeah. I mean and I and I think expecting 2 to 3 touchdowns from him per week isn't out of the realm of possibility. So
0: no.
2: Easily I think he can easily do that.
0: I think that's about it for that game. So we're going to go into Logan with his next one-liner.
2: And this next game is the Seahawks and Vikings. And basically the question is simple. Is Russell Wilson just looking at these games as a personal (laughs) challenge now? Because if you look at the game, the the way the game went, right? They went down. What was it? Zero to 14. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Zero to 13. Because apparently someone missed a field goal. No, I'm wrong. There was two field goals. So they went down zero to 13 going into halftime. Is that just Russell Wilson just like, "Eh, let's see how far they can get ahead in the first half and we'll just come <laughs> up and stomp them." Seattle comes out in the second half and puts up 21 third unanswered alone. points. In the third in the in the third quarter alone.
1: That is that's an absolute flex. They didn't have a single person have more than 10 rushing attempts.
0: They are doing this no.
1: all on the back of Russell Wilson's arm.
0: Which Russell Wilson had five of the sixteen rushing attempts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Leading rusher for uh, the Seahawks and leading passer for the Seahawks, both Russell Wilson. That is,
1: it's, it's insane. I mean,
0: but I would like to bring up um, Chance. You remember how, like, a couple weeks ago, you were like, oh, Russell Wilson's been staying in the pocket a little bit more. I don't know, man. I mean,
1: five attempts for for sixty yards, like, that's. He has been staying in the pocket more, but I think he was a forced out of it a little bit. I'd like to see those broken down by quarters, personally.
0: But I'm just saying, he is still a running quarterback. He's, he is still a quarterback who is capable of running. And choose to do it rather than throw the ball away. It's true. It's true.
1: I mean, the, yeah. the, the Seattle offensive line... Event. I just
0: hope he doesn't... I just hope his fucking foot doesn't make a 90-degree angle <laughs> like uh, Prescott did. I, I'm so glad I wasn't watching that game. I don't... <laughs> Go ahead.
2: Hey, we had to lose one quarterback <laughs> so Alex Smith could come back.
0: You'll, you'll
1: see
2: the it meme just on the Ginger uh, Instagram
1: page on the day this goes live.
0: Yeah, the one thing we didn't need is another return of Alex Smith.
1: God, how many teams has he returned for... <laughs> At this point. He would he would just go like ah oh, you know he's 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 an older quarterback he'd be a good mentor for somebody it's like fucking four weeks and he's starting every time <laughs> granted he hasn't taken the field since 2018 since he had like the gnarliest leg injury I've personally ever seen Sans Kevin yeah. Ware
0: Kyle Island is supposed to take the field again next week though ah, okay. as long as his arms are okay uh,
1: young quarterback but back to this game shoulder already
0: <laughs> back to this game Uh... Kirk Cousins really didn't look terrible in this game. I mean
1: No, but I'm sure he likes it. Be-
0: <laughs> yeah. At the beginning, no, I, mean- I was like, are the Vikings actually gonna be the people that beat the Seahawks? Is this actually gonna happen? I mean, of course it didn't happen, but it, it got me excited. Oh yeah. But Russell Wilson just needed a challenge for once. <laughs>
1: you-, you ready for the
0: first- All right, you I want
1: you I want to play a quick little game here. Um we're gonna say Oh shit, never mind. I'm bad at reading. Uh, it threw me off because I saw Adam Thielen with uh, one in the attempt slash carry column and three yards. And some guy I've never fucking heard
2: of. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Exact- I was just about to bring that up. Dalvin Cook. What the fuck's happening? Did Dalvin Cook get hurt?
2: I don't think so. No, I think. I- That's
0: what I I'm saying. Mean, like, who the Dalvin fuck is this guy? Is. He's a running back. He's a running back for Vikings that put up some good numbers this week. <laughs> That's who he is.
1: <laughs> uh, it sounds like they're just riding the hot hand or, you know. I mean, he broke one for 25, but I mean, that's eh.
0: But Cook is also hurt.
1: Oh, is he? Okay.
0: Yeah. Is he? Did he get I'm hurt in the assuming. game? <laughs> uh, Being that he played part of the game and is not expected to play next week. I'm assuming he got hurt.
2: <laughs> oh, is he not? Oh, yep, I didn't under- I didn't know he hurt. was uh, uh, not expected to play I clicked, next week. I
1: brought up his uh, player page, and it says why Dalvin Cook, like there's a little video on the right side, it says why Dalvin Cook may not play until week eight, so... No, sucks me those fantasy owners. Uh, fuck yeah. you, Pat, in particular. Rough.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, those it it look like they're hurting too much in the run department, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, it's true for sure. Yeah, they they really remind there, me of like definitely
0: the, no slack left on. Go ahead. There's definitely no slack left in the rope on that one.
1: Oh, no, definitely not. They the the Vikings really remind me of like a bad Big Ten football team. <laughs> Quarterback puts up numbers to you know, half a dozen receivers and, <clears throat> and uh, they have a running, a couple of running backs who, who put up good numbers, but they, they just not a fast team. Not, not really going to blow the top off a defense. Not, not a big play team.
0: They're just kind of there. They're almost like Iowa. They're always there. It's just there. Yeah. Just there. Okay. So, Chance, you want to give us another one-liner?
1: All right. I got the Browns versus the Colts. And I have Browns bring out the full bag of tricks to nab this win without Chubb. Uh, As you know, uh, Nick Chubb hurt this game. Kareem Hunt, shouldered the load in the backfield, 20 carries, 72 yards. Baker Mayfield is uninspiring as ever. 247, two touchdowns, and two picks. Again, nothing special. Doesn't take care of the ball. And is bailed out by a defense and a running game.
0: Yeah, it, I mean, it's not surprising that Cleveland is still falling back on to the defense, even though they continue to draft great prospects in the quarterback position that uh, have always just been as uneventful as the last.
1: I mean, how many times can, Cle- can Cleveland fuck up a promising young quarterback? <laughs> I, I lost well, count about the time they got rid of the uh, quarterback jersey.
0: But, I mean, you also see that. I feel Rivers didn't have a bad week. He just didn't take care of the ball. Honestly, yeah. He had two interceptions, but still, still threw for 243 yards. Couldn't find the back of the end zone. And, I mean, him finding the end zone, not throwing those interceptions really just makes a difference in this game.
1: I mean, if you think about it, the, look at the depth, the, the receiver depth in comparison between these teams Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, Austin Hooper, and David Njoku. Those are four very, very good pass catchers on the side of baker mayfield philip rivers yeah. has ty hilton and trey burton
2: i wouldn't even uh, yeah would he's even definitely not what he once was, was.
1: Uh, I, th- I think he kind of started to decline about the time yeah, rod was like off. what
2: wasn't it like what he's a two season yeah. and yeah. done practically yeah
1: um but i mean i don't recognize most of the players on the uh indianapolis receiving box score Outside T.Y. Hilton and Trey Burton. And I only know Trey Burton because he's on the Eagles team when uh, they won the Super Bowl. You know the old... Oh, so you remember that about like, how Super do you Bowl. not remember the Philly special, John? You didn't you didn't even remember when
2: you clearly I don't remember did. why, you didn't. Bro, earlier earlier.
1: Yeah, that's fine. I also generally don't know what day
0: it is. That's completely different, but okay.
1: But I mean, I, I think uh. it really comes down to um anyway, I think it comes down to uh quality of receivers if uh, Philip Rivers had one more quality receiver. I don't even have to be, but premier, like just another guy. Say, uh, hell, I don't know. What's up? Give me, your, give me the most middling receiver you can imagine. Give him an Amendola type, a not as good Wes yeah. Welker uh, type receiver.
2: Honest I forgot about <laughs> Wes Welker. No, <laughs> dude, he's like Does 1, he 1, even a thousand team. Didn't he finish his se- like career off in like Denver? I want to say, yeah, yeah, I believe so. Hell, maybe with uh, the colts need to do is call up uh des bryant actually he's still looking, he's still looking for a team
1: you know that wouldn't be a bad like as, as much as i think des bryant's a fucking jackass that's not gonna be a terrible signing for him you know if they you do. got
2: des bryant you know what? if you don't want to go the des bryant route maybe he's busy i don't know you know who else i think was looking for a team recently Chad johnson and <laughs> Jesus Christ! Just no. Sign them both to
1: vets' minimums. Bring them back into the league, and you know they're big, tall, fucking receivers. It's gonna be a bitch to cover them. Well, at least True. there's that. But
2: when, not even a height. Now I'm See, not saying. Talk,
1: um, uh, what's it? Uh, fuck Megatron.
2: Chad Johnson. Calvin Johnson. Calvin I Johnson. He, I think he's like would only exclusively do that with the Lions. But saying this, like, I'm not saying this as a Bengals fan. I'm saying this as statistically correct if that makes any sense chad johnson nobody can match his foot game i think you mean chad Cinco. no he's chad johnson
0: <laughs> he had that he had that spell
2: as chad Cinco, but he i went thought he, back to wait chad did johnson. he go back to chad johnson yes i think for like the last one or two years I, he went back to chad johnson
1: this would be news to me i'm pretty sure it's still Cinco. i think it was mm. legally
0: changed to ochocinco no you know, for a second there, I thought you were going to talk, talk about them bringing back Antonio
2: Brown back into the league. No, you
1: know, it's not a terrible option.
2: It, uh, that, just put him that... in the box and let him out on Sundays to play football. No, no, that is a worst option. He has not been sane since fucking Vontez Burfick took his fucking head off.
0: Facts. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> facts. he has been acting up since Since he, he was a pretty calm man, a guy. And then that he got his head taken off. And ever since then, he has just been out there. Well, don't get in Burfick's way.
1: All right. Well, all right, no, no, Vontez Perfect is like one of the biggest pieces of shit in this league has ever seen.
2: I agree with that. But you know what? Okay. As a Bengals fan, you know, you love to have I'm him on your team. I'm you okay. I much. was okay with it, <laughs> especially I, when it was well, versus that's not the only thing
0: you guys had going there for the like, six year span. Yeah, that's called the entertainment factor that puts people
1: in the seats. You know, exactly. The possibility <laughs> of seeing a decapitation every any given Sunday.
2: I would just like to point out, I was in Pittsburgh for a game one year, and it was one actually one of the times Cincinnati won. I am ninety nine percent sure I got a hot dog thrown at me because <laughs> <laughs> I was decked out okay. in full Bengals gear.
0: Look at those Pittsburgh fucking fans! You know, class act
1: out there at Heinz Field. Yep.
0: Just our insults are feeding our enemies.
1: I mean, it's it's got nothing on the, the link though. We, we threw snowballs at Santa Claus.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Because it's Philly, and it's the city of garbage. You win. You burn down your town. Exactly.
1: No, no, no. They, they greased the light poles.
0: That didn't stop so, anyone. Anyway. Yeah, because they learned their lesson. <laughs> oh. There's a reason they greased the light poles. It wasn't <laughs> for, like, Picard. It was just like, we don't want them to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, the old uh, stadium, the
1: vet- veteran stadium it was called, uh, they had a courthouse in the basement. That was how rowdy the uh, Eagles fans were. They had a courthouse just, in the basement.
0: Take them downstairs. They get sentenced and sent to the box right yeah, there. They,
1: they just go <laughs> down. They process them, book them, send them on their way back about, to the state, back to the seats to buy more overpriced beers. No, didn't they have a judge there too? I think so. Yeah, it was like a full blown like courtroom in the basement.
0: That's insane. <laughs> you didn't know that? I did not. So
1: off of that rabbit hole, um, how did we, get, oh, that's right. Indianapolis signing old fucking receivers. Okay. I would, I, you know what I would, I would drive to Indianapolis if they're letting fans in the seats to watch Phillip rivers and two old ass receivers, just clown. <laughs> Cause you know, they would succeed. Like, they like would. give him the passion. he's like, right,
0: making do with trash. Like, so like just give someone that's semi less trash. It'd be
1: great. Just tell mm-hmm. those two guys. All right. You're going to run slants, outs and fades. That's it. That's all you have to do.
0: Shinsuke. And Phil brew is loves a good old slant. Can I ask
2: you a simple question? Uh, seeing as earlier, you're going to get you,
1: a complicated answer.
2: Well, you know, seeing as earlier, you didn't know what year the Eagles won the Super Bowl, You claimed that you really don't never know what day it is. <laughs> Where exactly is Indiana?
1: Uh, it's like west of me somewhere
2: you're not wrong that's not not the answer he's looking for but it's not (laughs) wrong you might end up a couple states away than your destination so you might end up missing that game no it's fine (laughs) (laughs) he'll
1: he'll find
0: something on noise
1: is that what you're getting out of the way next week
0: no, no, that's you, not. He was just saying you could not find yourself to Indiana. He was being very,
1: you're saying oh, you're just uh, very
2: direct west, about that. Yeah.
1: No, nah, it's fine. Um, I, I'm i pretty good at navigating myself. I just have a general like, not aware of what's going on
0: usually. I mean, you could take 80 basically the whole way. Oh, goes, yeah. So. Like
1: straight through Ohio. That's that's essentially a flyover. What and, comes after
0: Ohio? Uh, a fucking lake at one side of it. Okay, we're not going north, straight west of Ohio. Where are you straight at? West
1: of Ohio, it's one of the I states, and I think it's Indiana.
0: <laughs> okay, you were you. I'll give it to you. You are correct. It is Indiana. Another little geography lesson this week at the it's a Ginger Podcast. <laughs> Didn't Ugh. we
1: have one of those couple episodes back?
0: Yes, yeah, about the rivers in Pittsburgh.
1: Ah, uh, yeah.
0: Yep. Um, moving on. Uh, so, I'll take my next one after that tangent and a half of conversation. Uh, so, my next one is the Panthers versus the Falcons. Panthers continue to figure it out without McCaffrey. Uh, I mean, me and Chance both were pretty sure that uh, without McCaffrey, the Panthers would be basically absolute garbage utterly and not fucked. be able to put up anything. Yeah, I'll utterly fucked. But they continue to put up wins. Uh, Matt Ryan... Keeps playing good football games. Um, Never seems to pay out. He has yet to register in the win column. But Bridgewater did really great uh, through the air with 313 yards, uh, 73% passing completion. And top it off, he had two TDs.
1: Yeah, well, Teddy Two Gloves uh, went ahead and fucking did it this week. Fucking. I picked him up last minute on the fantasy. Absolutely paid off.
2: Not even that. You definitely have to give credit to. I believe it's Mike Davis is their running back currently. He's done s- solid ever since McCaffrey uh, got injured. There is a good possibility that he sees more time once McCaffrey comes back.
1: Oh, I think I think you're absolutely right. I uh, I think it's to that, try it's, and he's starting off. Yeah, yeah least, just trying to ease him back off. into it.
2: So then, yeah. uh, I mean, I don't know what his contract situation is, but do you think, seeing as he had those good games, they could he could they could they uh, trade him away for something good?
1: I doubt they let him walk, frankly. Two running back sets are a big thing.
2: Yeah, but are, do they really have different change of pace? He can catch the ball, too. So can McCaffrey. Now
1: you, now, you tell me that. Yeah, I know McCaffrey can, too. Say you've got two running backs on the field. They can catch the ball. They can both run the ball. They're both athletic enough to make blocks. I mean, it just opens up a lot of things in your offense if you have two running backs who can catch the ball.
2: Yes, but NFL teams nowadays don't really look for this. They, I, in at least to my knowledge, they don't want the same two of the same running backs. Right. So you look at like let's go back to the Browns. Right. You have Nick Chubb, powerhouse running back. Right. He can catch the ball. Powerhouse running back up the middle, up the gut. Right. Yeah. Then you have the change of pace in Kareem Hunt. More of the outside runner, more of the elusive back, and can catch the ball very well. You go over to Cincinnati with um I can't think Nixon. of it. The- Mixon. Yeah. Who's you could kind of call him a powerhouse running back, though he never shows it. He shows it like what, two games out of the year. Last year, there was literally one point. In the season, he was averaging four inches a carry. It was pathetic. But anyway. Four inches a carry. Four inches. Anyway. Can't even make a yard. But anyway, like, you know, he's supposed to be this power back. And then they have G. Brian Bernard, who's strictly their pass, not strictly, but more than 90% of the time is their pass-catching receiver. I think that's what teams look for more than same-style running backs.
1: What I'm saying is if you have two running backs who can kind of do it all, it kind of tips your hand less on a given play. Uh, look at the Patriots, for example. Um, James White has been their pass-catching running back for a fucking decade. Teams see James White in the game, they know it's a pass play. He might average two carries a game. Like, two two running, two two running rushes a game. So, but that's also see him.
0: But that's also because New England barely runs yeah. the ball to begin with. That's, that's- true.
2: Right. That's New England. They've been doing that for how many years? I don't think the Panthers are gonna run the same style.
1: But you understand my thought process that it
2: yes and no be
1: a, a solid one two punch at running back. I mean, I maybe teams... what
2: I mean the argument could also be is that they'll keep him and use him more just for over the course of the last couple seasons they've pounded McCaffrey. You know, and maybe being able to relieve him a little bit, seeing now what Mike Davis can do, will extend McCaffrey's career because I mean, yeah, they, being they don't need to grind him a into the ground backup there. Yeah, they don't need to grind him into the ground as much. So that is a good possibility.
0: Oh, for sure. I definitely don't think they get rid of him right away by any means. I mean, maybe when his contracts up, which I doubt is after this year, um, they might try to get a trade for him. But, yeah, the, the dual committee on the running back thing has been a pretty big thing, dean uh, two deadly running backs. I mean, Denver was it last year. They were running a three or four running back committee most of the season. I mean,
1: you figure you keep and those guys
0: fresh, you're going to be
1: getting the best out of them. And it doesn't even have yeah. to be like, oh, you know, Mike Davis is in this drive. It's just, you know, give him give McCaffrey a couple plays, you know, suck down some water, breathe, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think Denver would still be running their committee if Lindsey didn't get hurt.
1: I mean, if you look though, Gordon is really, really carrying it right now.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's because he's the star of that team. There's about no one else on that offense that's worth a snuff.
1: Uh, they got Jerry Judy. He's a uh coming out of college,
0: solid route runner. Yeah, but they need someone to throw in the ball. That is fair. All right, so moving on. Do you want to give us your next one chance? we we'll
2: Leave it your turn. It's my turn actually? Yeah, it is, it is Logan's turn. Oh. It's the game of the week, man! Come and on, we, it I, is the game. Of we the save week. the game of the week for the end. <laughs> yeah, save for the end. Save for the we're end. We're gonna save uh, it for the end. We're, yes. we're gonna skip swap that one in your last game. We are. We're gonna go to a not very exciting game here, in the Cardinals and Jets. Basically. After seeing, you know, the, the stats and watching a little bit of the game this past week, the Jets have just become what's what's a nice way to put it? You know what? There is no nice about it. They've basically just become a second bye week for teams. <laughs> like, seriously. And as of recording this podcast, they have released um uh, their running back, be- Le'Veon Lady Lady Bell. Bell. So. Granted, he, probably, he didn't really do much for them.
0: He was also injured basically the whole season. Exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so it's just more downhill for the Jets.
0: Yeah. Uh, the Jets do not look good. I mean, I thought Bell was going to come back and, you know, do some production for him. And he put up 60 yards in his first game back, which isn't, like, bad by any means. Um, And that was just on the ground. He did register, I believe, one catch. Um, maybe not. I don't see him on the sheet. I'm just Yeah, He had one catch for seven yards. So, I mean, he didn't do terrible by any means for his first week back off an of injury. And they basically, I, I guess he's just been melting melding well with the Jets as he didn't do the same in the, with the Steelers. Um, He's kind of one of those hot-headed running backs. But, I think the term uh, "self-centered jackass" came up in a group chat I'm in. Uh, that's a fairly accurate description of how Le'Veon Bell is. Don't forget um, to
2: add might have been Steelers. said
1: by me. I don't know.
2: Don't uh, forget I to add uh, the word "Steelers player" on the end of that. Because I, I feel like it's a history thing. You have you know his behavioral self-centered issues coming you know once he left the Steelers, and then you know we go back to Antonio Brown. Is this is this is something that happens when players go to a new teams from the Steelers?
0: Are, are well, okay. the Steelers Antonio, ignoring Antonio, character they were issues. Both... Okay, Antonio Brown has severe post traumatic like concussion syndrome or whatever it's called. It, it's
1: post post concussion syndrome. Thank you very much.
0: Yes, whatever. Um, he it, it might not be diagnosed, but it's it's there. Anyone that saw that man before he got his head taken off. And went through his concussion protocol. To now, he is not the same person. Le'Veon Bell was always kind of a little bit more hot-headed guy. Uh, he, he thought he was hot shit. I think the word you're looking was, for is an up- douche. Well, yeah, he's, he was a douche about it, but he thought <laughs> he was hot shit. Um, being the number one running back in the league what, it was like four years ago, whatever. Now, and he th- thought he er, should make more money than um, any wide receiver on on the team or in the nfl for that matter even though he's a running back which don't have as long a shelf life and that's why they tend not to make as much money all right
1: all right time out here here's like si- sidebar from the whole lazy on thing i think running backs should be paid more uh you see receivers having longer life longer careers running backs you know expiring quicker pay them more money fuck it you know what i mean like they're only going to be here you know most of the good running backs start to decline about year five
0: some of them it starts I'm even not, sooner but it's just not how the business is done and unless me or you start to own an nfl team we're not gonna be able to change it all right well that's obviously the goal now uh we're gonna you owning the nfl, an NFL team yeah, yeah i'm sure the jets are real cheap right I now. i bet you they are aren't they yeah. Or we could just move to Wisconsin and be partial owners of uh
1: that's the Green Bay. That's package. the fucking plan. We get voting we get some <laughs> voting rights in those town hall meetings. Should we I don't think that's how that works, <laughs> but yes. I, I, I assume that's how all their GM decisions are made. It's just a via a town hall meeting, majority rules, fuck 'em all.
2: I would like to decline the offer of going to Green Bay. Danica Patra <laughs> is no longer there. She's no oh longer my. dating Aaron Rodgers. I would like to politely decline.
0: Okay,
2: you know those rumors that he was doing some like weird shit, right?
1: I, I think it was uh, Olivia Munn was was saying some stuff. He was doing weird shit.
0: Listen, okay, all professional athletes are into weird shit because they can easily get whatever girl they want, and it gets boring. Like you can have the hottest chick in town, but that gets boring. So you get you develop weird fetishes. It's just how it you is. Like
2: uh, Odo Beckham, like can get shit on. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like Beckham
0: perfect example
1: i i remember driving to work that day and i uh, had barstool radio on and they were talking about uh something that's where
0: it was released at. yeah it was barstool, radio. <laughs> barstool sports
1: they were talking about it on barstool breakfast and like you know it's pre-9 a.m and uh i'm drive i'm driving along and i just I, I just turn off the radio i'm like nope not yet not today
0: not at this time of the fucking morning no. Not what you want to hear before noon? People enjoy being shit on?
1: Uh, Dinner's pre-9 a.m. I just
2: left the house. (laughs) Mm, I feel like it was definitely after 9 a.m. No, no, it's on my way to work. Yeah, don't you roll out of bed at, like, fucking 8.50?
1: No, 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 it's like 8.30. And then I leave by 8.35 and just speed on my way to work.
0: (laughs) All right, so before Chance commits himself into doing his own crime... um, Kyle Murray still looking great as a quarterback. Uh, very smart quarterback. Throwing for 380 yards, one touchdown, one interception. You know, getting back on the topic of the game. <laughs> who? Kyler Murray. Their quarterback in Arizona, bud. Oh. I'd actually like to turn you, turn uh,
1: any of our listeners who care to um, a video I watched a couple months ago. Is from uh, Strong Opinion Sports guy just sits down uh, talks about film stuff he he broke down kyler murray's rookie years film and talked about how he's actually a very very smart quarterback takes good care of the football generally uh not the type of guy to make the same mistake over and over again highly recommend that video it's very good it's about 10 minutes
0: all right well i think that's about all we got for that game so back to chance now that i got the order down all right my last one i have is is
1: the uh, Dolphins versus Niners. Ryan Fitzmagic returns. Fitz turns back to clock with 350 yards and three touchdowns. Um, he, he really carried this offense this game 12 and a half yards per attempt, um, spread the ball around pretty well, uh, used his weapons well, and uh, the Niners even pulled uh, Jimmy G out of this game in his first game back from injury to protect him.
0: The Dolphins are, I mean, they're two and three team, not looking too shabby. You no, know,
1: they're. I would say I'm willing to bet they're the best two and three team in the league.
0: I would, I would second that. I mean, but I mean, it all depends if Fitzpatrick can play a a full season of football. I mean, he's always good for these couple of good games. He's been like that uh, for the last few years now. The question is, can he play a full season like this and keep it up? Do you have
2: anything, Logan? I don't have much on this game. Um, I did not watch this game. I didn't really care about this game. Though, I wish I kind of would have paid a little bit more attention, seeing as though I didn't realize that their starting running back returned, and McKinnon is on the outs now. From a fantasy perspective.
0: <laughs> well, okay. So I'll go to my next one, then. So, my last one this week is the Rams versus Washington. No name, no game. Washington has never been a stellar team, but boy, are they struggling since they rid themselves of their uh, home name with the Redskins and have been now dubbed the football team. So, Kyle Allen uh, was playing. Left for the great return of Alex Smith, as we brought up earlier, uh, to play another backup quarterback position for another team. Uh, Kyle 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 Murray, oh Kyle Allen, should be playing next week as long as his arm is better. I think he just fell on it wrong, a little bit bruised up. Um, there wasn't much hope of winning the game, so they just let him sit out. But Jared Goff is looking like he might be another. Have a little bit better season now. He had a rough start. But he threw for 309 yards, two TDs, and only had one interception, which is terrible.
1: Yeah, um, Jared Goff's having a bit of a resurgence this year. Um, he's throwing the ball well. You know, he had that strong rookie season. And then uh I think his sophomore campaign he looked pretty good. Fell off for a couple of years, and now I, I think he's back. He's throwing the ball well, he's slinging it out there.
0: He's he's using his weapons well. It's the the uh, return of all the old quarterbacks. Yeah. That we thought I
2: mean, about. I think he just – I'm not quite sure. I didn't really follow him at the beginning of the season, so I'm not quite sure on his stats. Um, but it looks like he's definitely bounced back. It, I mean, I'm guessing it took him a little bit to get used to the, the offense now that Todd Gurley is no longer there. Brandon Cooks is no longer there.
0: I mean, his... yeah, it's definitely not the same team he started out off, off with. He definitely doesn't have those weapons. I mean, Cooper still around, who had a unimpressive performance—five uh, catches for sixty-six six yards. But he's—he may not be like considered
1: a top-flight weapon, but he's consistent. He's—he's he's an Amendola, um well, type receiver. You know,
2: I don't think they're really—are they running him in the slot still?
1: I mean, if they're not, they're an idiot. They're idiots. But well, you know, because they, I'm also not co- coaching an NFL team, so they
2: were. I mean, that's the whole last season. That's why he had a monster season last last year. Is because you had Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks on the outside. But now that Brandon Cooks has left and went to uh, the Houston. Texans, then did I feel like they might have put Cooper Cup in the outside? Which I I, 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 I personally so. I
1: think they're running Gerald Everett. I think his name is. Looks to be a more of an outside type guy. A little bit it's possible. Uh, four catches, ninety yards. Seems to be more of an outside type receiver.
2: Mm-hmm. So I guess maybe, uh, maybe Cooper Cup's just getting more coverage this year.
1: Could be. He's he's definitely a, a focal point for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean he's
0: probably moved up to basically the. Either number one or number two receiver. So um, he'd be considered probably number two. More.
2: Robert Woods, I would say, is probably still the number one receiver for the Rams this going this year. Oh, for sure. Uh,
1: yeah, dedicating too much, too many resources on the defense to a, a slot receiver is is a recipe for failure. Um, but when they're as good as Cooper Cup is, you know, it's it's
0: tough. All right, so do we want to move on to our last game of the week?
1: Okay. I, I think you mean the game of the week. It is the game of this the week. Is true.
0: And it, this, this is the primary reason Logan was exactly. brought on is to moderate the
2: Eagles versus Steelers game. So stars off because I hate both teams equally. <laughs> <laughs> Depends. But yes, the Steelers and the Eagles and it was a very very close game that ended At 38, 29, or I I guess I should say it was a close game until Steelers charged down the field and scored the final nail in the coffin. And basically, what I'd like to bring up, has Elliott's luck run out in Philly?
1: Are you, are you talking about the kicker?
2: I am talking about Jake Elliott, Philadelphia's kicker. <clears throat> Has his luck run out in Philadelphia?
1: I mean, he missed his—he missed his only field field goal attempt of the day, and I believe it was from deep. It was like a fifty-five yarder.
2: It um, was a fifty-seven yard field goal. Which let's—I mean, there's not
0: too much shame in missing that. Honestly, yeah, There's probably. It's probably at the open end of the Steelers Stadium, which is just a wind tunnel.
1: I I don't know anything about Heinz Field other than they serve predominantly that garbage ketchup. So uh, are okay. you okay. saying
2: Heinz you ketchup, ketchup is garbage? Heinz ketchup. <laughs> he doesn't like ketchup. Well, Heinz ketchup is the only ketchup.
0: Exactly. Moving on, Heinz Field has a open end to his stadium that faces the river, and wind comes down and. The Steelers try to get the um, opponent to kick that way as much as they possibly can, mainly for that reason, and the Steelers practice kicking to that wind a lot more, just because it's their home field, they can get used to it. But yeah, I definitely don't put any shame on him missing that field goal. I'm not sure which end of the field it was on, I don't remember, but I will say, it was a rollercoaster for being a Steelers fan, it was like... This is close. This is close. And then we put up like a 14-point lead. And then the Eagles are like, oh, wait. It's going to be close again. I know. I turned the game off. And Logan texted me, hey, you should turn it back
1: on. And then that's when the Eagles (laughs) proceeded to lose the game. And I texted him. I said, this is why I don't turn the game back on.
0: Yeah. Chance has been known not to be able to watch his football team or any other team for that matter. I can't. It's not allowed. They lose. This is the first time the Steelers won the ball on the off, won the game on the offensive side of the ball. I mean over they depend on the defense to hold them off, but they put that like Logan said, they put that final nail in the coffin on the offense and that really sealed it for them.
1: I'll say this. The Eagles lost this game, and and I think it was not because they didn't execute, because I think their game plan going in was if they're going to beat us, it's not going to be with Juju and Juju had four catches 28 yards. Uh yeah, Juju was
0: basically non-seen on the Yeah, field. he was he was almost a
1: non-factor. Um Chase Claypool uh early round draft pick for you guys this past year. It's yep. it's pretty tough to project him going off for, you know, seven seven catches 110 yards, three touchdowns on top of um three carries, 6 yards and another touchdown. Like it, it's tough to project that. And you know, you that that's a, th- a loss I think they take and they're like, well, you know, their, their depth just executed.
0: Yeah, and it's really because well, Deontay Johnson is coming off an injury. Uh, he only had one reception, and he lost yards on it. So Claypool's really moved into that 2-3 position behind Juju and kind of battling with Washington, who's the uh, number two spot on the team with Deontay. Uh, still recovering from his injury a little bit. And then, But Eric Ebron's also just been a really – Solid tight end for us, and Big Ben just loves to hit that tall man.
1: Um, I th- I think that uh, the Steelers did a really good job on defense here. They covered up Zach Ertz well. Six targets for one catch. Um, yeah, that's that's obviously not the kind of production you need to have a top flight tight end like Zach Ertz. Uh, the Eagles' leading receiver this week, Travis Fulgham. I will give either of
0: you next week's paycheck
1: if you can tell me where he went to college without looking at his player
0: profile. Well, too late. The pre profile's already up. And it's
2: Old Dominion. No. <laughs> yep. Old Down Dominion, in uh, really?
1: Logan's backyard.
2: Yeah, I hate this place. Get me out.
1: <laughs> but it, it, it kind of goes to my uh, Eagles are banged up thing. You know, They're missing three linemen, two receivers. Both Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffries didn't play the field. Didn't even touch the field this game. Um,
0: but you did see a lot of production on Miles Sanders with that 74-yard run and getting another touchdown on top of the that. The problem is with that is that he only had 80 yards on the day. I know. He usually got that one for a touchdown and then another touchdown on top of
1: it. Yeah. That. Uh I, I I don't see this as a successful day from Miles Sanders. Granted he only had 11 carries, but they were trailing most of this game and it's kind of it's kind of tough to really feed your running back when you're trailing as much as they were.
0: Yeah. But he also had uh 19 yards on the receiving end of the ball. Which you like to see. This I think this is the most civil discussion we ever had about Philadelphia Eagles game or Steelers game and this one they're playing each other. So Yeah, um
1: um
2: I just want to bring I, ba- Go ahead. I just want to bring back This is this is the reason why I'm saying I think Elliot's luck has run out. Okay? Granted, maybe he was kicking against the wind tunnel. But I'm looking at his his previous stats here, right? In back in the 2018 season in week 12 against the New York Giants, he hit a go-ahead 43-yard field goal, 22 seconds to put him up and win the game. Okay? Week 16 of that season, he converted a 35-yard field goal with no time remaining to give him the victory. In the wild card round, he had a, a one extra point and one field goal for a 16-15 to victory. Since then, he has nothing like that.
1: I mean, granted, the Eagles really haven't been positioned late in games to win to to win via a field goal. sands the the Bengals game, and I couldn't watch that game. I was at work, but the, the Eagles offense that day, from what I remember, just couldn't get anything going anyway. But I do remember when he first signed with the Eagles from the uh, Bengals practice squad. First game, <laughs> sixty one yarder against the Giants to ice the game to win it with under 10 seconds when was that it's been a couple of years um yeah I I, I I specifically remember the game I don't remember the date but I remember texting Logan I was really
0: hope I was really hoping he would know the date of that but not the date they won the Super Bowl um he,
1: he's been around a couple of years but I specifically remember watching that game and then texting Logan thanks for the kicker
2: man hey, you can have him we got Randy Bullock it's not. That's yeah, I mean, he, he, he converted all, your guys' whatever. only points
1: of the day. So, congrats on that one.
2: Yeah, I made the <laughs> mistake of starting him in fantasy this week. It was terrible. <laughs>
1: all
0: but right. all in all, I think it was well, a
1: pretty good game. Uh, I, I can't hate it as an Eagles fan. So,
0: and it proves that West is always best. It was honestly
2: so. very a lot closer than it was definitely a lot closer than I would expected.
0: I think it was closer than everyone expected. Yes.
2: I honestly thought the Steelers would win by at least two touchdowns.
0: Yeah, and honestly,
1: the yeah. uh, Eagles don't let up a garbage time touchdown like they did. Um, it's it's an even closer game. Well, that's you know what I'm that saying. That, yeah. that last touchdown came from like forty yards out. Uh, hit a post through cover two. Well,
2: that's what I'm saying. If Elliott would have hit that, uh, nailed that field goal, we could have been looking at an Eagles victory because that would have put him up by one.
1: It's true, and, and you know, it, that
0: definitely does... Is the Steelers' defense going to let that happen? Probably not, but yes, it would have been a closer game.
1: Well, that would have put the Eagles ahead.
2: Exactly. Would have put them up by one.
1: So, I would have loved to have been able to watch this game, but unfortunately, I couldn't. Always working. No, it, it, it sucks, too, because uh, you're actually in town this weekend. I wish I could have taken off the Sunday so we could have watched the game. Wouldn't a good time. It definitely would have.
0: But so it proves that west is always best as i said and we move on to um do we have anything else we want to talk about
1: uh oh oh one thing um if you're not watching these games you should be even if you're not really watching but just listening uh with the lack of fans in the stadium you hear hot mics galore i was watching the bills game tonight versus the titans and i heard no less than six fucks on uh the uh, broadcast, which was great. I enjoyed every second of it.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Logan, for joining us this week. Uh, surprisingly, this was a more civil discussion than we were all expecting. But it was nice having you all and getting your perspective about what things were like. Uh, feel free to plug yourself, uh, your Twitch stream or whatever else.
2: Um, I'm not really streaming at the moment currently. I've just been too busy. But uh, I'm sure I'll be on the show again sometime in the near future so maybe by then i'll be i'll be up and running and i'll i'll plug then okay well thank you again logan uh we're
0: going to finish and close out the podcast here so thank you all for joining us in another episode of yinzer and ginger uh please go follow us on the social media facebook instagram and twitter we're planning to get a little bit more active on instagram and twitter instagram might end up being our meme dump for sports memes alike uh again give us a follow at yinzer and ginger on all social media platforms and i'm out from the insert
1: bye from the ginger